0: welcome to the bridge fun conversations on culture life and everything in between welcome to the bridge we are a show that connects east and west my name is jason i'm originally from sunny california the golden state and now living here in beautiful beijing today with me is Bebe.
1: hey hi jason and hi everybody hey. Uh, I have a question. So why is California the golden state?
0: Well, it's actually not known for having a lot of gold. But in 1849, so you've ever heard of the the, the football team, the 49ers? No, I've heard
1: of oh. the gold rush, not the 49ers.
0: Well, the gold <laughs> rush and the 1849 period of time are both linked to the same idea. Hmm. Someone found some gold in California hmm. and it just went oh. viral. I wonder it why. It's for 1849 viral. And so there was a mad rush of people pouring into california looking for mm. gold the truth is california didn't actually have that much gold mm. or people didn't really find a lot of gold there but there was this idea that it was full of gold so that stuck okay. you know the chinese name mm. for san francisco is old gold mountain right yeah, yeah. Jinxian, that's exactly. that's why and then new gold mountain i think is in australia or something
1: oh we'll, we'll see uh, okay all right yeah. cool interesting Mm. So what do we have today?
0: People are often told never to give up on their dreams. Well, CNN's Megan Marples says Mm. sometimes there's a reason to consider quitting. Quote, people who refuse to give up on a goal may not realize their decision could be taking a toll on their health and well-being and potentially at a greater cost than quitting. Mm. End quote. Should we learn that there are times when quitting is okay.
1: I think yeah, it's perfectly reasonable. But I, as you said, I think there is a thing about not quitting, not giving up on your dreams.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the big I know, one. And don't don't quit ever. Never and quit. These really yes.
1: successful people, they keep telling the younger people, mm. this is how I succeeded. Yeah. But then there are like 10 million others who have failed, <laughs> <laughs> who didn't quit when they should have. Mm. Um you just don't hear them, right? So yeah, I I interesting. So why did you think of it? Are you thinking about quitting the bridge? You should <laughs> no. tell me like beforehand. <laughs> I-,
0: I love being on the bridge. I plan on staying here as long as you guys will keep me cool. around. Cool. All right. But no, no, no. There's nothing to do with work, really. OK, so mm. you're right. There is this idea of never giving up that people often. And that's it, a healthy thing, actually. Well, it depends. People shouldn't. If, if people have healthy goals like I want to get a PhD or I want to finish school or I want to lose some weight, you know, these are it's important to stay focused on your goal. And a lot of people give up before they arrive at their goal hmm. so this idea of not giving up is a really profoundly important tool that people should
1: have but speaking of goals you so you're you know talking about reaching goals mm-hmm. but what if they're greater goals
0: oh like f-
1: you know y- for example say for example becoming in like well t- that's like the <laughs> ultimate one right um you're speaking of let's say losing weight right there mm-hmm. are ways mm-hmm. to lose weight and there are ways to lose it really fast. Mm-hmm. But is that your highest goal? Shouldn't our highest goal be, or higher goal be being healthy, mm-hmm. right? And uh, relatively happy? Never
0: quit but then, trying to be he- healthy and happy, baby. Never quit. Well,
1: um, I, I wouldn't say <laughs> never, you know, easily. But I'm just thinking that sometimes you get stuck, get stuck pursuing a certain goal without realizing, without mm. giving your time, without mm. giving yourself the time and space to pull back and see that there might be higher goals, mm. or there may might be better goals, right? And uh, maybe you should switch goals. Well, it, everything depends. You know, I
0: if th- it depends. That's right. And I think we need. That's why we need more than one tool. So one tool is mm. trying not to give up on your dream. So let's say let's talk about someone who might be in the unfortunate situation where. There are 500 pounds or something. Mm. Now for them, losing weight is critical or they very well may die of like a stroke or a heart attack of all these other diseases that are associated with morbid obesity. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there are examples where someone should quit. Like they're pursuing going to the gym three hours a day. And that's exactly what, what brought me to this article. So there on, there's it's one of the other articles lower down. There was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He's a very famous indian actor this comes from the times can you exercise yourself to death i've
1: heard of that too yeah yeah,
0: yeah. so this 41 year old tv actor deepesh bun he actually in fact overdid it and quote according to the article exerciser diets could end up being more harmful than beneficial and mm-hmm. the actor succumbed to brain hemorrhage that he was exercising Three hours a day, seven days a week at the gym to try to get the super body, the, the, you know, the what? You know, the super bot to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, to have the really ripped ah. super body. He was pushing himself as hard as he possibly could all the time.
1: Well, see, here comes the Chinese wisdom. If I can sum it up all in just one word, that would be moderation mm. everything in moderation mm, mm. and even according to like western health experts mm-hmm. um, when you do workouts you're supposed to do it for a few days and then rest at least for a day for your muscles mm. to to heal and to grow right you mm. tear them apart and then if you keep tearing them apart they will not be apart <laughs> they will stay apart i don't understand the mechanics but supposedly you need time to let your body heal mm-hmm. and then build so
0: i i got a lot of the data that you're talking about, and you're, you're summing it up well. I don't want to get into that quite yet. I want to talk about my own personal experience of starting a weight loss plan a little bit and tell you guys a story. Sure. So about oh. nine months ago, I started losing weight. And before I did that, I was aware that I could problems can happen. You can mm. get gallbladder stones. You can lose bone density. You can lose massive amounts of muscle mass if you are losing weight incorrectly. If you're using, ah. if you're doing it too fast, or if you're eating the wrong things to mm-hmm. lose weight. So mm-hmm. it's interesting because at the weight that I was, I'm not going to give that number. <laughs> okay. uh, I was at very at risk for all kinds of uh, problems, stroke, heart attack, cancer, all these kinds of things are in at an increase when you're mm-hmm. overweight. So I wasn't 500 pounds. I'll just say that. Mm-hmm. This was not. I lost weight and I was really careful not to lose weight too fast and to make sure I was getting, mm-hmm. taking a, a multivitamin and getting my vitamins from my food and that I, you know, even if you do all those things correctly, you will end, according to all the articles. I read, you will still end up losing bone mass and you will still end up losing muscle mass. There's no real way to lose fat, Mm -hmm. considerable amount of fat, without losing uh, some of the other things in your body because your body starts to basically cannibalize itself.
1: What does that mean? Eating itself? (gasps)
0: Uh, it it eats itself the fat is what it's primarily eating but it's also eating percentages of other parts of your body (gasps) in order to lose that weight so what's really important for people who go on yo-yo diets and this is one of the reasons why quitting is a good idea if you don't know what you're doing Uh is if you lose a bunch of weight and then don't rebuild your muscle and bone density by doing um
2: exercise weight
0: weight well specific kinds of exercise weight resistance rebuilding your muscle mass through like doing weights it doesn't have to be a lot of weight Mm. but using weights or doing push-ups planks sit-ups anything that get rebuilds your muscle Mm -hmm. then you will have less muscle at the end of that than you did before Mm. so your metabolism is actually lower and it'll be easier to gain all the weight back and then some because your body doesn't have the metabolism it once did and even if you go back to just eating what you were eating before when you were overweight you'll probably end up fatter than
1: that was a lot of information are you reading this off from somewhere or (laughs) you know this by, like in your heart, what's yo-yo diet? Yo
0: okay, so yo-yo dieting is a negative term to describe it's used in America a lot. I don't know if it's used in other countries. It is used to describe people who lose 10 pounds and then gain 12. Ah. Then they then they lose 10 pounds and they gain 12. Okay, so what I happens thing, over many yo-yo. years oh. is they gain many, many more mm-hmm. pounds than they originally weighed because they're losing weight <laughs> in an unhealthy See, way. See,
1: that's why I, I don't do something if I know that it's not sustainable. Mm, mm, you know, mm. like I hear about the great things about exercising but if i know that given my time energy (laughs) um and just things in general if i can't sustain it i'm not even going to (laughs) start and then i'm at peace at least i'm at peace i won't be you know every day sitting there Mm. thinking oh shall i go Mm. but i don't want to go oh maybe this is i shouldn't go i should go because that is not comfortable you know that juggling of your conflicting thoughts You're listening to The Bridge.
0: I just want to recommend to anyone who is considering losing weight that they talk to the proper professionals that they see seek out a doctor or nutritionists help before they and definitely don't go on the fad diets that mm. really you need to do it in a moderate, healthy way over time and seek guidance mm-hmm. of qualified professionals. But
1: in principle, I think it's just the combination of two things, right? You eat a little less and you move a little bit more and you sustain yeah, that.
0: That would be great. That would be great if that's the way people did it. Unfortunately for a Americans. Most Americans don't do it that way. They do it like, I'm going to lose it all in like three months right now by like this crazy diet where I only eat like 800 calories a day or something and that is a very dangerous what is
1: that like a lettuce
0: (laughs) what is 800 calories you know i don't want to just throw about a bunch of information that might be slightly inaccurate but there are tons of calorie Mm. counter counters online calorie counters online Mm -hmm. so you guys can seek those out and find out what that is but don't Uh, eat one an 800 calorie (laughs) diet no
1: you won't be talking to me next week if i did that
0: (laughs) yeah find out how many calories your body burns so for Mm -hmm. some people it's as low as 1700 calories and some people it's high is 2,700 calories. I probably
1: need 2,500 so I need
0: probably. about that actually too. A lot of muscle
1: uh, No, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I think too
0: much sometimes. <laughs> mm. So if you burn 2,500 calories that's and you figure that out, you can maintain your weight for two weeks by eating exactly the same amounts of food, the same amount of calories. Mm. All you need to really do is lower your calorie intake to like 2,200 calories. And then after a very long period of time, that accumulates and weight starts to come well,
1: up. Well, I, I never really thought much about any of this. You know, I'm a normal Chinese person but from all this and uh, I I think one of the biggest problems for people doing um, like pursuing mm-hmm. goals is that they're in such mm-hmm, a hurry yeah I think sometimes the methods are okay if done moderately like when it comes to losing weight when it comes to uh, making money mm-hmm. and also when it comes to raising kids I think people these days they're always in such a hurry and um you know for making money people want to be financially free or independent like at age 30 they don't want they say in five years i don't want to be worrying about money anymore so in the next five years i'm going to make all the money like billions and now (laughs) millions are not even enough no there has to be in the millions and then you know terrible things happen because that's not how things work (laughs) and then when it comes to raising kids they want their kids to do this to do that all in like one year That's not how people, you know, how humans grow. Mm. And same with losing weight. If you just, like, stretch things out a bit, unless you're going on, I don't know, getting the Oscar or something, you probably (laughs) would, you know, for a few days, uh, should really eat or drink Mm. less. But otherwise, just taking things a little bit slower, be patient. Mm. Don't you think that's, like, the 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 solution for a lot of things. Why are people in such a hurry? You're right.
0: Actually, that's exactly what today's topic is. Is hopefully that's the thesis of what we're gonna say. I want to throw out some data about in sure. exercising intensively because I here think, comes
1: the data guy, Jason. <laughs> yes, let's go.
0: <laughs> official data: Two percent of people who exercise associated hemorrhage. Dr. Vivek Nambari, assistant professor of neurology, head of stroke medicine, Amrita Hospital Kochi explains, quote, one of the causes of young stroke, that's people who are younger than 45 years, is actually exercise related related stroke. So you you Mm. might think, oh, going to the gym, you know, two hours a day, six days a week is great. But actually,
1: I'll go there to read.
0: There's a a small chance you could. Die mm. from over exercising. So, you know, moderation, like you said, exactly. So, here's another article. This is evidence based Wow. Cornell. Oh, so my Cornell. Oh, is that? Yeah. All right. Well, then some of your, some people sit you may have seen around campus may have contributed to this article. Okay, cool. How much exercise do you really need? The U.S. Centers for Disease Control, this is in the article, estimates that more than 8% of people in the U.S. over 40 die as a result of too little exercise. So, oh,
1: too little Exercise. This is
0: couch potato. I wanted to give the inflection. But
1: when do they die? If they die of too little exercise at the age of 100, I think that's okay. <laughs> right? Okay, sure, sure. They didn't say like an age limit? Yeah,
0: that's a really clever <laughs> angle. Uh, okay, so the new study at the uh, Mayo Clinic from Copenhagen City, this is in the article, mm. researchers found that participants participants who had reported exercising between 2.6 and 4.5 hours a week were 40% and less likely to have died than those who exercise less. So and then it goes on to say in the next article, and I'm going to sum sum this up. Surprisingly, participants who exercise more than 4.5 were no likely to live longer. So this means is if you exercise less than two and a half hours Mm. or more than four and a half hours, it's not great and it could be bad. But that's the golden spot. Exercising two and a half per per week, per per week, week, two and a half to four and a half hours per week, varied kinds of exercise is the golden spot where people should be aiming for
1: well that sounds actually decent because Mm -hmm. let's say if it's four hours a week Mm -hmm. that's like about 40 minutes per day yeah exactly does walking count yeah sure absolutely
0: walk in the park go for a walk in the park that's it yeah Yeah, or
1: and um yeah that makes sense but also you know just viewing my grandmother's lifestyles Mm -hmm. Mm, my grandmother from my mom's side lived to be 92 Mm -hmm. and she was pretty healthy most of the time She was a little overweight, but, you know, okay. And then my grandma from my dad's side, uh, she is, I think she's 92 or 93 now. And both of them lived really, really Mm -hmm. simple lifestyles. But one thing I Mm -hmm. do notice is that they, when they were, at least when they were younger, Mm -hmm. they were constantly doing something. Mm -hmm. Like, they wouldn't just uh, rest because there's nothing to do. They'll find something to do. They were very diligent Mm -hmm. in a way. I mean, they raised Mm -hmm. six kids, right? Both. Each of them raised six kids. And then... Mm -hmm became grandkids and i noticed that they were always finding things to do in the house cooking cleaning folding things they never exercised Hmm. as in our definition of exercise
0: right a gym or
1: even go running like they don't really understand it <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't really see
0: like you? a cowboy just saying okay guys it's fine, time for my daily exercise <laughs> putting <laughs> his hat on the ground and just starts jogging starts
1: <laughs> jogging so uh, actually for the older generations um, you know seeing people running for hours it's probably puzzling yeah. <laughs> because mm. <laughs> for them like yeah. my grandparents they, they were farmers so they actually had loads of uh, hard work mm. you know especially for uh, a few months every year when they had to go planting and plowing and all that mm. so So that's exercise, but it's not like sustained. Um, rigorous running or weightlifting. Yeah, they will probably. They, I don't. I don't think they will understand weightlifting. <laughs> they were like, "Why would pick they up something pay heavy many
2: times?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but my point is, they were never like couch yeah. potatoes. Yeah, you know, um, they were always moving around doing some light work. So I found that consistent light work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. being diligent in general, like doing housework, yeah. um, and not like long periods of sitting down or. Resting, mm-hmm. but not like nothing rigorous. Yeah. Nothing that will take your breath away. <laughs> well, do you have one of those digital watches
0: that uh, tells you what to do?
1: Uh- uh, no I don't like anything telling me what to do
0: <laughs> I have I have a little watch it's a Xiaomi watch it's linked to my phone computer the whole deal and when I'm sitting in the office and it's been like I don't know how long mm-hmm. it's sometimes it, it like gives me a warning it bzzz, oh. and it shows a picture of a little green man stretch, stretching <laughs> sta- standing up from a chair and stretching I
1: thought it would show the face of your wife yelling at you Jason <laughs> get up and go drink some water
0: <laughs> no but it's that very similar it's similar it's like it's my watches become another uh person in my life i I usually ignore it because i'm in the middle of doing something like Mm -hmm. damn you watch (laughs) but like you know within 10 15 minutes maybe i'll stand up and walk around because i'm reminded that i shouldn't just sit at this chair in front of a computer for three hours that's true
1: sitting for too long i I suffer from you know some back pain because sitting too Mm. long um but the idea also i think back when i was um when i was single Mm. And I had a lot of time on my own, oh. you know, I had free- when I had freedom. Um, <laughs> I was actually sick a lot. Oh. Like I constantly had cold, like one cold after another. Sorry. It was just like really a low, weak immune system. Drink more hot I water. I noticed that uh, I, I, I did. <laughs> I think I probably drank too much. Mm. <laughs> but no amount of hot water would help with, you know, just not getting enough mm. moving around. But after I became a mom... Mm. I found that I became actually healthier Mm. because I was always up and about, Mm. you know, folding this, washing that, taking care of her. And I didn't do anything, you know, rigorous, Mm -hmm. no exercise or anything like that. But then I was all over the place, Mm. Uh, barely sitting down for more than five Mm. minutes. But I was healthier after that. Mm. And also, you know, so in the past few years in, in general, I'm so much more healthy. Than when I was single and, um, you know, all the time that I had, I could do you want to be control. healthy.
0: Bebe's advice is have children.
1: Well, <laughs> one or two. Yeah, too many. Probably it's hard. I mean, it's 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 hard work, but then it, it makes yeah, you get oh, up yeah. and do things. Mom, hmm. I, I could
0: see the expression on my mom's face sometimes from having four insane little boys <laughs> running around tearing the house apart.
1: Oh, dear. I know it's it's not easy work. You know, you got to know yourself, mm. know mm-hmm. your body know your needs and yeah. instead of reading all these uh, articles from experts this and that they don't know you you know yourself mm-hmm. and I've heard of um, a couple actually I think it was only a few weeks ago or a few months ago there was it was in the news that mm-hmm. another uh, C some O's from a certain company died from running a marathon um, like a full marathon mm-hmm. and news is like, like news like that pop up once in a while mm-hmm. I'm sure you've seen that also right I haven't
0: seen people die in a marathon but I've seen people collapse from. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, like, I've, I've heard of people die overworking like they worked like, yeah, 18 hours straight and then dropped.
1: I think it was was they last year or, or I don't remember exactly when like this. um, Someone working in, you know, corporate life mm-hmm. uh, worked hard for maybe I don't know, 12 hours a day and then oh, went to the gosh. gym and, ran and it just it, him, like gave himself no rest. Yeah, and then died from, mm. I think either was a heart attack or a stroke or something like that. Um, but this happens. And also, I know a friend mm-hmm. who ran marathons, yeah. half marathons and also full marathons. Mm. And she, She's just a little thing. I mean, she's like skinny. What? I don't know how she did this, wow. but she's, she has not recovered. That was years ago. Mm. But it, it, in a way, it depleted her chi, mm. her essential energy too much. And she's been trying to make up for that.
0: That's actually a really good segue to the beginning of this article, which is uh, from Megan Marble CNN. It's uh a... September 21st, -hmm. you may have a lot more to lose from not quitting than you think. Mm. And I just want to read the first four lines because they really punch home what you're talking about and the point of why we're even talking about this. So this gentleman, I'm going to start off with the name uh, Ragunathan, told his family and friends he would be running his first marathon. Mm. He didn't anticipate the twinge he felt in his foot while training a couple months later. Ragunathan pushed through the pain, continuing to run to prove that he was physically and mentally strong. He later learned he had a hairline fracture in his right oh. foot, forcing him to drop out of the upcoming race. So this is exactly what we're talking about. So some people, they, they are desperate to prove that they're not a quitter. I'm not a quitter. I can do anything. Mm. And then they push themselves over the edge, not mm-hmm. to the edge, over the edge.
1: Mm. But like who gave us the idea of not don't quit? You know, this is an idea that mm. somebody gave us. Mm. This is not the universal truth. Mm. this is not the ultimate truth I think we need to realize that this is not like the best advice anyone can give Yeah, it's like certain times right when you know that you really want something and you have the talent Um, and the, you, you've been playing the piano for 20 years and mm-hmm. you're almost there getting into this or that institute and then try a little bit more and you might get there but it's not mm-hmm. just a universal advice you will give to anybody right you really need to think about the situation mm-hmm. so you know for all all listeners who are listening if you're suffering a lot from doing something at least give yourself time to rest right to think Mm -hmm. about whether or not you really want to do this i've given up like i've um i quit my first uh real job uh working as a financial Mm -hmm. analyst on wall street it was Mm -hmm. me
0: Why did you quit, baby? Tell us the story. Can you walk us? Well, walk us through the last week or two of your experience before you made that Uh, decision.
1: I don't remember it precisely, but I was miserable for two (laughs) years. I think that was Mm. enough evidence. And uh, and I watched Mm. how uh, the others who've made made it up the ladder, Mm -hmm. the corporate ladder, Mm -hmm. they weren't all that happy. Mm -hmm. They were flying around, they were exhausted, Mm -hmm. right? They were constantly under, like, stress, great Mm -hmm. stress. Mm -hmm. If we, as you know, first year, second year analysts were stressed. <laughs> Think about the pressure they were under. Mm. And uh, and I knew I wasn't really good at it. It wasn't my thing. Mm. And I signed up for a two-year contract and I just tried to go to the end of it and then quit. It, there was no bad feelings mm. whatsoever. Well, it
0: doesn't sound like you quit because if you're at the end of a two-year contract all you really decided was not to continue. Yeah. Right? You did finish your contract. So Bebe is not a quitter, I guys. I actually don't <laughs> mind
1: if you being called a mm. quitter if you quit smartly, that's mm. a good thing, right? If mm-hmm. I persisted yeah. in doing that job, I don't think I would live to, like to this day. Honestly, <laughs> oh, wow. I was so miserable, and all like I'm not gonna say all the others, but a lot of the others were no no one could be really happy living a life like mm. that. You know, working in the office under great stress Mm -hmm. till like 9, 10, 11, 12 at night. Who wants to live Mm. like that for years and years? I
0: just came from lunch with a friend and she said Mm. something interesting because she used to work a job that she liked, but it was just okay. Mm. And then she's now moved to Xiamen Mm -hmm. in the south of China. And she got a job working as a consultant, making her own hours. Mm -hmm. And she is said that she doesn't need vacations anymore because she feels like her work life balance is so perfect Mm -hmm. that there's no reason for her to take a vacation because just going to do her work and then coming home and like whatever she's doing is exactly the kind of life that she's been building towards. So I think that is Mm -hmm. interesting. That's
1: that's my life now. Yeah. yeah. If I didn't quit that, I wouldn't have what I have today right mm-hmm. exactly how i want my life to be like made up my lifestyle so i think we we just need to think about what we really need yeah even though you know back then as a, a financial analyst other people thought it was what do you call it white collar job mm-hmm. or golden collar job I've never you heard know that the, <laughs> i'm just making that up
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, let's make it popular everyone start using it yeah, <laughs> because
1: when i was graduating Like all the friends I knew, like all the really good students, they were going into finance. So I thought, okay, maybe that's the thing to do. And I applied and, you know, I I didn't really know what it was all about. And it turned out that it didn't suit me. Then why keep at it? Right. There are like a million other types of jobs in the world. And maybe it'll take you a few months to find something, maybe a few years. But, you know, life is longer than that. Why suffer so much? Like, when you need to quit, quit.
0: I want to talk about, there's a meme that I saw a couple years ago that's reflected on the the meeting I just had with my friend. And this Mm. is a picture of a guy fishing on a beach. And he has a little boat with him. And it says, don't go on vacation, find a life you don't need to take a vacation from. Mm. I think, you know, a lot of people are shifting around in the job market, especially in the West, uh, right. people, especially because they had time to reflect on what they really wanted to do. Mm. They pursued their dreams, they developed new skill sets, and it reshuffled people, mm. more people to where they actually want to be. So what's happened is that people are starting to realize right. that there are jobs that maybe other people aren't suited for that they are and their people have been begun to better find the niche that is most suited to their work-life balance.
1: Yeah, I think that's a very high goal or achievement to find something that's suitable for you Mm -hmm. and not something that's measured just by the dollar sign or how other people think of you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's maybe important Mm -hmm. for a lot of young people and they want to to be Mm -hmm. somebody, right? But, you know, at, at our age right now, I, at least I don't really care about that. I want to live a peaceful life, mm. doing things I love to do and mm. just be, mm. you know, be in peace. It's so much more important than what others do. Well, think. actually,
0: it's interesting that you say that because I, I keep mentioning this book that I, I've been reading over and over. I'm on my like 10th mm. time reading. I've been reading the Tao Te Ching over and over and over and over and over because Good. I right. never feel like I understood it well enough. And every time I go back, I feel like I learn more. One of the things that it really pushes is this idea of if you are mm. empty, you will be filled. If you are full, you will be empty. So really, a lot of the, the concepts in it are mm. stop trying to pursue like more than you need and find just the right amount of what you need and be satisfied.
1: Yes, that makes a lot of sense. Mm. But I think maybe in in doing it, it's hard for somebody because um, you feel like you're doing less as if you are losing things. Mm. And I think that's a mentality that I somehow absorbed Mm. back in the States. Mm. You know, Mm. um, after living in the States for years, I have this this uh, almost a habit or a background mentality that I gotta, I gotta do things. I gotta work. I can't rest. You know, I gotta be, I gotta yeah, achieve yeah, this or yeah, that. Always have higher yeah. goals. I mean, I guess it's okay for a younger person, mm-hmm. but if I carry that on into my like 30s mm-hmm. and 40s, I will be miserable. Mm-hmm. I would be this dried up, <laughs> I don't know, middle-aged woman who is miserable mm-hmm. and sad and exhausted. Um, because I think different periods of your life need different strategies, mm-hmm. right? You need different kind of lifestyle. And I well, after I came back to to china to beijing especially i found that you know the pace slowed down a bit it took me a while to get you know used to a slower pace uh, but then it fits me so much better you No, know, why always running because nowadays a lot of people mm-hmm. they live um they they sprint a marathon if you think of your life as a marathon you can't sprint the whole way mm-hmm. right but for people especially working in let's yeah. say like the tech yeah. industry or in finance right these uh, mm-hmm. really golden-collar mm-hmm. jobs—that's their lifestyle. They have to sprint, or they will be left behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not good for you. It's not sustainable. Just
0: my opinion. There might mm-hmm. be some small minority of the community of humans that that might be really suited to them. Like they have so much like leg-shaking energy. <laughs> Probably. If they weren't doing something all the time, they would lose it. So I think mm-hmm. you know, jobs like mm-hmm. that might just be not suited for some people or most people. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. The concept of quitting in English and in American, at least the American vernacular, if not mm. further afield, mm. idea is you quit something bad. You quit smoking. You quit eating too much. You quit drinking alcohol. Mm. You quit, you know, drinking two, three cups of coffee and switch to one. That kind of thing. So the idea of quitting doing things that normal people think of as healthy, like mm. pursuing your financial dreams or losing weight or going to the gym, mm. I think it's going to take a lot of mm. deep self-evaluation for individuals and us as a culture, an American culture, for us to realize that quitting Quitting doesn't always have to mean something that is obviously bad for you, like smoking cigarettes.
1: Itself is neutral. Yeah, yeah.
0: The concept of quitting is neutral.
1: Yeah. Which is, I guess, a Buddhist concept. Everything is neutral. It depends Mm. on your perspective and what we are talking about. Mm. Because for me, if you tell me quitting because I've quit jobs before... I, you know, I think of that Mm -hmm, first, mm -hmm. but then I also think that quitting means there are better things to do for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I quit that job and then I ended up with a better one. Mm. If I was afraid to quit, I probably would be dead by now because I was so miserable (laughs) and I don't like being miserable. (laughs) Um, So I think it's, it's neutral, right? It led to other opportunities.
2: Oh yeah.
0: Twenty-five hundred years ago, an old man rode on his buffalo and headed west of China. Before he vanished into the wild, he left behind a book of 5,000 words, which for the next two and a half millennia would have shaped the Chinese way of thinking. Subscribe to the sayings of Laozi and find out why generals with wisdom yield after winning the ultimate battle, and how staying behind just might help you get ahead of others. The Sayings of Lao Tzu is available on all major podcast platforms.
1: You're listening to The Bridge.
0: I also want to ask you a question, baby, because you mentioned you went to America and picked up this idea of- Yeah,
1: slowly soaked it working up.
0: Working really hard and pursuing all your dreams as hard as you can, all the time, as fast right. as you can, or you're losing time. That idea is different or doesn't exist- In China? What is the idea mm. in China of pursuing your dreams, and how is it the same or different?
1: Well, everything in moderation. Is that is that your
0: <laughs> I philosophy, think... or is that a, a Chinese cultural no, philosophy? No, it's the
1: Chinese- yeah, it's definitely a Chinese uh, cultural mm. philosophy, like taking the middle road. Nothing, you know, my grandparents, I, I think, or just a culture in general, you get the idea that nothing, how no matter how good you think it is, if you take it to the extreme, it turns to a bad thing. Like, that's mm. like an absolute truth. Um, there's nothing, don't overdo anything uh, if you want to live longer and healthier lives. So yeah, it's a natural Don't over idea. To living too long. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, because it's gonna get boring. <laughs> I'm shooting. I'm shooting for a hundred. Oh yeah, and wow. I, I think after that, I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: I wanna make I wanna make the average age for an American because I'm an American, it's too late to undo all of the hamburgers and giant mm. sodas. So if I can if I can meet the average oh, age yay. for an American male to live, if I even live <laughs> one day beyond us. that I and feel then like you lived on to, to be, be like, like 20
1: success. more years, so bored <laughs> I, beat, I beat the odds, yay. <laughs> and tired out. <laughs> you like oh, I did not anticipate this. <laughs> I didn't even save enough for these extra twenty years. <laughs> yeah.
2: Mm.
0: Ha <laughs> ha you know, I asked you about an idea before, and I think this is an interesting time to talk about it. And it was at the very end of a show when we had two minutes left, and oh. I said, "Could you tell us a little bit about this concept of hmm. picking the month?" So th- this means, like, for ladies who have given birth, for Americans who don't know, mm. they they have have a very elaborate process that mm. they go through in China in order to ensure the health of the mother and baby. Could you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, this is uh, is a long time Chinese tradition. Mm. I mean, after a woman gives birth, like literally, it's like earthquake has happened to your body. <laughs> yeah. yeah, more than that, probably. So mm. you need time to recover, uh, to rebuild yourself, to adjust to a new life, new, literally a new lifestyle. And um, for, for so for this month, you're supposedly, supposedly you should stay still um, mm. most of the time and don't take like cold showers (laughs) so but this is a really old idea Mm -hmm. so back then that's before you know internal heating air conditioning and hot baths Mm -hmm. imagine like a hundred years ago like when i don't know like my my grandmother was giving birth Mm -hmm. to my uh, mom Mm -hmm. and uncles they lived that was a hundred years ago (laughs) no no that was less than like 70 years ago 70 80 years ago right so they didn't have heating, supposedly it was in the winter, mm-hmm. then the mom would stay, try at least try to stay in bed for that first month and not take mm-hmm. showers or baths. But now times are mm-hmm. different where you have, it's warm inside and uh, you can take uh, baths or showers if you want um, but most of you'll mm. notice most of the women who just gave birth they will wear a little hat I didn't know that yeah there's wow. like uh, the first month hmm. sitting the month hats wow <laughs> and they are this sitting is a the business month business
0: opportunity <laughs>
1: it is oh definitely they're sitting the month hats they're sitting the month slippers Can you tell us about what, sitting the month what socks. are the
0: sitting the month hats
2: could you tell us is it's it...
1: just a really soft hat <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, not too not too heavy just thin hmm. it's so that no um, cold air mm. or drafts would seep through your skin and go to your skull <laughs> and haunt you for the rest mm-hmm. of your life and and also just like you know protect your joints mm-hmm. um no sudden change of temperature that makes sense right mm-hmm. you're you're vulnerable you're delicate you're in a very delicate situation mm-hmm. um otherwise you eat things that are uh, for the first few days after birth you're not supposed to eat you're not supposed to eat anything too nutritional mm-hmm. Because then your milk would get all thick and clogged mm. up. Um, but for like the maybe after the first week, you're supposed to take in more nutrient, mm. right, to make up for all the mm, things you lost mm. and the energy you extended. So it's a it's not a difficult idea to understand. I think mm-hmm. most people probably in the West they so first of all they probably don't have a whole month.
0: No. To just, you (laughs) know, like in in some countries in Europe, but definitely not in the United States. And
1: also, I think um, Chinese women and Western women are built a little differently. Hmm. Because, you know, the diet here, especially in the past, mostly they're like vegetables and tofu, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, Mm -hmm. even milk was a new idea for most of. Chinese you mean
0: like cow milk Cow
1: milk, yeah or sheep milk if for people like Mm. certain uh living in certain areas like on the grassland or in Mm -hmm. like Xinjiang Mm -hmm. they they probably Mm -hmm. uh, you know consume more dairy products but for uh the rest of the country it was probably only a few decades ago that drinking milk became popular Hmm. I remember I was not very used to it Uh, soy milk has always been popular and tofu. I actually just
0: read the statistics on this. I don't mean to interrupt you, and I want you to continue. But apparently, soy milk is the least environmentally negative of all of the different kinds of mm. "quote unquote" milk people can drink. So actually, right. I've switched to drinking soy milk recently. But go on.
1: Soy milk. Oh, but you, men should not drink too much. Yeah, soy know. milk.
0: There's there's drinking like what I'm talking about, which is like a, a tiny bit in my coffee. I'm not drinking. I'm well, not okay. drinking like cups Good. and cups of soy milk. Yeah.
1: Yeah, things would happen. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: heard, I heard it does increase estrogen levels, but go on, go on.
1: Y- yeah, which is good for women. For a lot of women who need it, like it, I, I need mm. it, and I see like visible differences. Really? After drinking? Well, don't don't you don't describe know, that I, on this. I'm <laughs> not going to tell you, but I'm just telling all the women who you mm. think if you you know after health checkups you mm. think that you need a bit more female estrogen, mm-hmm. especially when you are getting older, mm. you know, just drying up in general.
2: Goodness.
1: <laughs> <to> start drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so it's, taking the
2: month. Some, let's go try some back on this soy milk
1: <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, and also, I remember. So for uh, me, the first months, hmm. I consumed a lot of ginger, hmm. uh, but not for eating. Well, it was in September, so you know the weather was getting just getting cold, but mm-hmm. not really cold. And for that first two weeks, I did not wash my hair. I know that sounds horrible to a lot of people, right? Not yeah, I've heard your that. Hair. I heard
0: it was a, you're not supposed to, because it gets it wet and then you might be exposed to the elements and get sick.
1: Yeah, that's back in the past, before like hair dryers. <laughs> now, of course, you can wash it and dry it in literally just a couple of minutes. Yeah. But what we did back then was um, we boiled ginger in like a huge pot of ginger water. And then I used that water to uh, rub my hair and my scalp. Mm, 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 so mm. instead of immersing my hair in like water and getting it all wet, <laughs> I just used like towel and wet towel used to wet it with a warm ginger water and rub it over my head like let me tell you Jason mm-hmm. you can keep doing that for like a month mm-hmm. You will have so much new hair.
0: Yeah, I don't think you. I'll be welcome in the office anymore.
1: <laughs> Why?
0: <laughs> Unkempt hair that smells like ginger like No, it, uh, it's, People are going to be like really moving away from my area of the office. No,
1: but you will. Whoever can keep doing that, mm. you will have so much like fresh new hair and wow. it will look very clean and nice. It doesn't and it has a very refreshing smell because mm. you know how women lose hair after giving birth a, a few months later. Well,
0: I, I don't I didn't know that, but I ha- I noticed that women slowly lose hair throughout their life and when they're in their 70s or so <laughs> they usually have thin hair and that's when they perm it and they have that so it kind of covers that uh, up a
1: little well it happens to men too but I'm just saying you know mm-hmm. after giving birth well,
0: men usually the men that I know who lose most of their hair usually just shave their head hmm. so it's culturally different for men and women because men are like okay I'm bald <laughs> And women are like, oh, no, not not happening.
1: (laughs) I'll do anything to none of that. But anyhow, so this is like it it works, Mm. but it's just hard to keep uh, doing it. You know, mm-hmm. because it's a lot of work. You have to boil the ginger and all that, mm-hmm. but it works like magic. Um. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for I did that, and also you use the water to rob your body, mm-hmm. and you you feel so clean. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it works better than just regular warm water. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's a lot of work. So I just only for the first few weeks after birth.
0: So, and kind of really wanted to point out how this fits in is this is a kind of quitting. Why? Because I'm not 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 a bad mm-hmm. a neutral quitting. It's a quit. You're quitting, putting yourself at risk. So uh. if you considered before a hundred years ago or eighty years. Ago, taking a sh- uh, washing your hair and then going outside, mm-hmm. a risk of getting a cold. But you felt strong and healthy enough mm. that it was okay. Now you feel like maybe your your body needs mm. recovery time, and so you're not taking these risks. And in fact, taking the month is a form of healthy right. quitting. Right. Healthy
1: quitting. Why not? When you need to rest, yeah. rest. Um, don't. Sometimes I feel like why do we go against ourselves so much? Mm. You know, always denying yourself the rest you need, uh, denying yourself yeah. um, happy moments, you know, because you think mm-hmm. I got to achieve my goals. Yeah. You live for something in the future and then you lose what you can have at the moment. And the mm. moment is all we have. That sounds really cliche, but that's what it is.
0: <laughs> I've, I have a friend who's never stops saying that. I have a friend named Ian. He he literally will never stop saying that. And, <laughs> you know, the first few hundred times I heard him talk about it, I was like, yeah, this guy's upbeat. And then after a while, it was like, just put a sock in it. Man.
1: <laughs> so have you like uh, put him on the blacklist? <laughs> no, no,
0: no, we will still hang out or whatever. But he just always says, man, I'm living in the moment right now. Don't think about the future. Why are you talking about the past? Yeah. We're here right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, OK, OK, I've had enough now. So, okay, some, mm. something that I think I always thought was really interesting is a hobby is rock climbing. So people get into rock climbing, and I get it. Okay, you're in the rock climbing studio, so you have, <laughs> like, a huge set of mats. If you fall, you're probably okay. You have, you're tied off, so if you fall, you probably won't even fall that far. You'll just fall slowly and be mm. a little embarrassed that you missed. But going out on the side of a mountain for no reason no. other than it's entertainment or, like, that healthy, is. or you want to look cool in an Instagram picture, and climbing the face of a rock but- with no harm harness is insane to me and that is something that (laughs) here comes my idea of quitting is like don't you value your family's love for you like why are you doing this
1: standing at the bottom of the cliff and shouting at this man don't you (laughs)
0: exactly get down from there you're embarrassing your mom think
1: about your mom (laughs) (laughs) and your young daughter (laughs) oh dear (laughs) people
0: put themselves at risk i guess i would and i do put myself at risk i mean people put themselves at risk crossing the street but i think that this idea of quitting needs to be something that society begins to examine across the board i also think it's important for us to push ourselves sometimes to accomplish our goals so Mm -hmm. there needs to be a balance between making sure that we are getting to our goals and that we are not putting ourselves, Mm -hmm. our body or our finances in unnecessary risk.
1: And also, I mean, it depends on who you're talking to, right? Mm -hmm. Imagine yourself as a father and your like 20-year-old son does nothing but lying on the couch and watch TV. I mean, you got to preach him a little bit about getting his ass off the couch and start doing (laughs) something with his life, right? Yeah. But then if it's someone who is obviously stressed, you know, under stress day in and day Mm -hmm. out and wanting to achieve something in the future that he doesn't have yet, But, you know, and and burning himself out in the meantime, maybe, you know, talk to him about the benefits of quitting Hmm. so that he can calm down a little bit. So it depends on you who we're, we're talking, talking
0: about. Your husband likes to go out into the desert with his truck and go camping. Does he is he a hi- uh-huh. Is he like going hiking, like maybe for a couple days?
1: Not so much, but more like desert. Mm. I think something about the desert. He hasn't been. Don't remind him of that because <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> he hasn't been able to do that for like uh, a few uh, years now. I, I bring yeah. it up because in America,
0: people like yeah. hiking. People Most people like feet. hiking for two or three days or a week or maybe two weeks. But there are some individuals. We <laughs> who go out and they want to hike from Mexico to Canada and so they'll go hiking for three or four months wow. literally and every day and you know I think that this can be healthy if you're hiking and taking breaks and days off but for some people I'm, you know people get hurt people die on these kinds of hikes
1: there's an interesting book called Into the Woods I vaguely remember I don't have Into it. the Wild
0: I've, heard, I've read that no, one there's,
1: I think there's another one Into the Woods oh. I, I remember it being a really fun book to read mm. uh, it recorded two men's journey Mm. across, like, uh, mountains. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm just
0: putting that out there. I'm not saying it's bad. I think it's about... Making sure that the risks that we take are calculated risks. So you were talking about earlier about people's finances. I want to sure. come back around this because I think it's interesting. Like it, the right way to save for your retirement is to save from when you get a job or with, or maybe 25 after you've got a couple of years under your belt of working after college and then save incrementally your entire life and put it into a diverse pi- portfolio so that by the time that you're a reasonable retirement age, you have enough money to survive for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm. the problem is people don't do that in america mm. well not i wouldn't say people don't about half of people statistically don't mm. save. And so, what they'll do is occasionally they'll realize their financial situation is not advantageous and they will look mm-hmm. for these get rich quick schemes where they try to invest in uh, a pyramid scheme. Never or like would. they answer that email you know you're not supposed to answer. And so, they, what these people oh, usually okay. end up doing is hurting themselves. So, going back to our theme from mm-hmm. the beginning, your theme, moderation, mm. just as the way we stay healthy mm. physically, the amount of exercise we get, the amount of food we eat that our finances too should be done moderately and incrementally over long periods of time right careful
1: yeah and also um if you want to invest uh don't ans- don't underestimate the power of your money growing exponentially in the long term it's when you are always in a hurry mm-hmm. like i want money like now in a month Mm. and then you get into trouble you might be lucky or even a year right or even a year
0: even a year yeah you need 10 15 20 30 years to grow money well
1: exactly so it's not something you just it just you know happens um but overall i think there's something that we don't talk enough about in general Mm. i mean people Mm -hmm. talk about a success Right. And achieving this and achieving that. Mm-hmm. But there's not enough talk about inner peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Inner peace. And as I'm mm-hmm. getting older, as I get older, I've of course I've had like, you know, grand dreams before this and that. Um, most of them did not become true. But it turns out that mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine that they did not become true mm-hmm. because conditions for them to become true didn't exist fully. There are reasons why mm-hmm. they didn't come true, and they don't matter to me anymore because there are new goals. And it's nothing to be sad about. It's actually a good thing. It turns out, I think my life so Mm -hmm. far turned out better Mm -hmm. than I ever anticipated. And um, and so Mm -hmm. all that stress and worry and all that living for the future, when I look back, I think, you know, it's actually pretty, I won't say pointless, but not very useful. Mm. What I found to be really, really valuable or higher goal, as I mentioned in the beginning, higher than reaching this Mm -hmm. or that particular goal is to, you know, attain inner peace. Mm -hmm. And I know that sounds cliche again, but once you have it, once you're, you know, Mm -hmm. living peacefully, you know that that's the best thing. It's li- living peacefully mm-hmm. is better than living happily. <laughs> I would say because
0: whoa, whoa, I'm confused. What's the difference between peaceful living and happy? Living? Well, happiness because I was hoping I could have happiness. Both. Is that has too much?
1: An, an opposite, right? Hmm. You're happy in a moment. You're not happy the next, and then you're happy today and not so happy the next day. It's um, what's the word? Oscillating. Hmm. I think only slightly crazy people are happy all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because you know
1: as as life goes um mm-hmm. but inner peace you can achieve inner peace no matter what the external conditions are because you learned mm-hmm. skills to adjust to the outside conditions mm-hmm. so it's a different thing. inner peace can be sustained uh happiness mm-hmm. cannot really be sustained um you know without interruption it's just not really possible mm-hmm. so yeah inner mm-hmm. peace and it's healthy when you are, when you have inner peace, when you are peaceful, your heart beats in a normal fashion.
0: Well, can I ask you a cultural question about uh, America and China? Mm-hmm. Because in America, there's an open mindedness, I would say, about people making dramatic uh, lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. So, if someone was a financial wizard like you,
1: I am not. I have well, no money. You know, <laughs>
0: Well, okay. let's say they worked in finance in New Mm -hmm. York and mom and their mom was really proud of them, a dad, brother, whatever, all that stuff there. The the people around them, if they were to suddenly say this isn't for me and then they go and like, I don't know, open a farm that grows some kind of plankton or something, people would be like, (laughs) well, good on you. Um, But I'm wondering in China if that is the same or if someone were to say my job in Shanghai at the stock market is too stressful, mom, I'm going to Mm. open a cafe in the countryside is mom going to be like, I want what's best for you? Or is she going to be like, why? Right.
1: <laughs> well, I have Chinese parents. I guess I can tell you what they would probably, how they would probably react. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, in reality, it depends on, you know, each set of parents. Uh, my parents mm-hmm. would be okay mm-hmm. with me quitting because I've actually done that. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, they saw how miserable I was. Mm. I mean, at first when I got the job, they were like, oh, yay. You know, that's what the job that everyone seems to want. Now, mm. but they saw how more and more miserable I got. Mm. You know, I'm, a, I'm generally a pretty, you know, sunny, uh, happy person. But for those two years, my face was long, (laughs) like (laughs) it dragged on the ground. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So they knew I was suffering, and um, they were they were okay with me quitting. Um, But then, if as you said, if I like you know just went to the countryside and decided to open a cafe in the middle of nowhere, they would worry. (laughs)
0: Can I ask you a a follow-up question about gender? Is this true because is this because you're female? What happens if your husband were you know the breadwinner? I guess in a family, no, maybe that is not
1: true. We're both breadwinners. Yeah, there's yeah. There, I don't think there in China there's no concept of one gender being the breadwinner. Yeah, it's mm. like so grandparent's the generation difference. they were both farmers. And
0: of course Do you know the cliche mm. in America that uh, there's a cliche that exists in America about Chinese and Indian families I would say mm. that says that they w- only want their kids to be doctors and lawyers, mathematicians, scientists. Yeah. <laughs> is is this true of ch- people in May- in China?
1: I just heard this joke the other day. Mm. What do you call it, a stand-up comedian? So he was saying about an Indian, like yeah. um, really, really billi- wealthy billionaire. So he made the list of this and that, mm. and uh, he said, and then his parents, of course, being Indian, would say, "That's pretty good, but you know, it would be better if you became a doctor." <laughs> what happened to your dream of being a doctor?
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm asking. This is so you're saying this is not true well, of people living in China that mom and dad want what. You're going to be happy doing. Is that right?
1: It depends on the family. My, mm, if I mm, wanted to mm. become a doctor, my parents would be happy. Uh, <laughs> but then, you know, my my cousin is actually a doctor. Mm. She, uh, she is just. I think she's mm. what do you call mm-hmm. a resident doctor? Being a surgeon, it's hard work. And uh, of course, when you know she was going through med school and all that, um, we were all very proud. But seeing her schedule and how hard, stressful it all you know, has been, sometimes we feel like, wow, mm. you know, this is actually a really hard path. So it's uh, mixed feelings. Um, we're proud by the time mm. we feel that it's too much work. Yeah. And it's the same being mm. uh, doctors here in China. But of course, doctors just one of the professions. As As parents, once you understand the details of what things are really like, then it's better than, you know, instead of just what other people think of it. I think it's better to make a decision. In, yeah. in
0: reality, in whatever culture or uh, nation you come from, most moms and dads are not going to be like, I'm so proud of my son. He works at McDonald's, whereas <laughs> most any mom or dad in Europe or Andy or Australia, anywhere is going to say, oh, my son's a doctor. So
1: Wrong. it's kind, yeah, kind of a, but, a
0: true thing for everyone. But
1: even if you work at McDonald's, you can be the CEO of <laughs> McDonald's. Or If I was and, the
0: CEO of McDonald's, the first thing i would do when people didn't know who i was and say Mm. yeah i work at mcdonald's
1: (laughs) yeah seriously right and then you flesh out your business card
0: (laughs) (laughs) because that's that's got to be a pretty funny joke for yeah (laughs) but i think for
1: parents of course you want your child to be successful but much Mm. much much more important Mm. than that than that is uh, for them to be healthy and uh, Mm. be in peace um, something sustainable I yeah. was
0: hoping you were going to say happy and then I was going to say no it's said peace haha but you, you were paying attention <laughs> well baby. it's not
1: I, I don't have to be paying attention because that's what mm. I believe in that's what I have learned at my grand old ripe old age of 42
0: <laughs> yeah I like um, how you slipped in that too later. yeah
1: I was debating <laughs> shall I reveal it or not <laughs>
0: Well, I'm I'm 44, so, you know, okay. I'm a, you're still young compared to me.
1: I, yeah, tiny little bit. Uh,
0: well, so. I think 42 is a wonderful age because 42 is a magic number according to literature. There's a British book hmm. uh, called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy where 42 turns out to be the answer to the life, universe, and everything.
1: Well, you know, maybe we can do a whole topic on that because for me, it is. It has been a magic number. Or mm, the, this mm. this year has made a lot of difference uh, in my life. Do you want to share yeah. one
0: or two things, highlights, that made your life amazing this year, baby? But
1: then you've heard it too much. Oh, I see. The major thing I she learned this peace. year. She found peace. No, the, I found peace because I've been training myself to live in the now, mm. to live in the present moment, because that's all we have. <laughs> And you're mm. now you're gonna you know drag me onto your blacklist mm. but that is and that has made all the difference mm. i have to say but it's not something you hear or you say it's something that you truly understand and that's when it makes a difference you've heard yeah. the words
0: before that's all the time we right. have
1: that's fine but we are <laughs> going to have uh, more fun shows in the future so yes,
0: please join us in the future all
1: right. thank you jason thank you everybody bye